Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Hi there, it's Catherine Turner and welcome to another episode of Leveraged Lifestyle. In this episode, I want to share with you the single most important number you need to know when facing this question. When should I quit my job and go full time into my own business? Now, why do I want to address this? And why do I think actually what I'm going to share with you is important whether you've already made that transition or not? There's an exercise I'm going to go through with you that I think is super powerful no matter whether you have taken that leap, are still considering it, or halfway through the transition. And I do think there usually is a journey between full-time employed job, or maybe even then going to part-time, and then into your own business. I think there is a journey. Uh, For most people, it's not just an overnight absolute change. For a few people, it will be, but for most people, it won't. So I want to take you through that journey. I want to take you through an exercise that I think, like I said, is really important whether you've made the transition or not. So whether you have already or you haven't, make sure you stay listening. So I get asked a lot, what made you quit your job? When did you quit your job? How did you know? Uh, What was your income? And actually, I put it out to the Leveraged Lifestyle online community and to a couple of the communities that I'm part of where there's a lot of either already entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or business people. And I asked them some questions that I should put to a couple of businesswomen that I'm going to be interviewing for the podcast in the next couple of weeks. And I made it known that they had left well-paid corporate jobs to start their own businesses. So one of the questions that seemed to come up a lot from the communities was, what was the percentage of income or what was the figure behind them swapping from the corporate job into their own business, i.e. was it percentage of uh, their earnings? And once they'd reached that, they then swapped full time into the business. And there just seems to be like, you know, what was the savings maybe they had? Were they prepared to take a dip in income? And as much as I haven't recorded those interviews yet, and I'm looking forward to asking those questions of those particular businesswomen that are coming up in the podcast, I wanted to actually address that because I realised it's a question that a lot of the community seem to want answers to. So I thought I would share with you my own story and, like I said, give you a powerful exercise to do yourself that I think is important whether you've yet to make the transition or you already have. Now, it will all become clear why it's important whether you're either side of that uh, equation. Okay, so before I get into that though, How many of you have an arbitrary number in your head when it comes to the figure you need to be earning from your business before you quit the the day job or your employed job? Now, if the answer is yes, you're just like me. I had this figure in my head for a really long time and it was while I was getting myself educated, I was actually going to a mentor each month. It was a different mentor. It was a a mentorship program. And so it meant I had a different mentor each month. The trouble is each month I kept telling the mentors that I needed around £2,000 for myself. And I would also include my mum because we were in business together at that point. So I said, I'd like £2,000 and £2,000 for my mum. And then that would mean that we could both quit our day jobs and be financially free. 
And each month as the mentors wrote this down on my notes and in my paperwork, what they never asked is how I came up with that number. And the interesting was thing was, is essentially I'd taken what I thought I was earning from essentially my day job at Essex County Council working 37 and a half hour a week, plus my income I was getting as a duty manager at a theatre earning an hourly wage. And I was working the odd evening and weekend there. I was also doing every now and again, uh, working at the weekend uh, as a dance teacher, teaching hen party groups. So I was kind of combining that all that income on average over a month and saying around £2,000, that's what I was earning after tax. And so surely that's exactly the amount I needed from my property business that I was getting myself educated in to be able to get out of all of those jobs. But I now know that was not the case at all. And I also know that I probably wasn't working with the right mentors because they weren't asking those sort of questions of me. But that's for another time and to get into maybe how you can choose the right business mentor for you, property mentor. Um, I think that would be a really good episode, actually. So I'll definitely make a note of that and we'll go into that another time. Let me know if that is something that you would like some help with or maybe choosing the right coach or someone to work with. Um, We'll go into that in another episode. So now I know that actually one of the first things that I tell people that I'm working with and who come and speak to me maybe after I've done a presentation is, you know, how did you get out of those day jobs? How did you know when to make that transition? And one of the first things I tell them is you need to figure out what you actually need. That number needs to be super clear in your head. And how do we do that? Well, many of us live to our means. I know I did. Um, and I was living, uh, we just bought a house, me and my fiance at the time, my now husband, Stephen, and we essentially had our incomes that were coming in and we would spend it all by the end of the month and then the next pay packet would come in. But it was because we had that security of every month, the money coming in. So we knew we had it coming no matter what. But actually, many of us actually live beyond our means, getting ourselves into bad debt as well. And so we never stop to work out that number, that single most important number when it comes to answering that question. When am I earning enough to be able to transition from my day job or my employed job to my own business? If that's what your if that's what your aim is, after all, that I know that's what my aim was when I was starting in businesses. I'd had an aim for a long, long time to be my own boss. It took me a while to know how to get there. But then essentially the question I had to ask myself is, okay, when am I ready to make that transition from going from my employed main job to running my own businesses? And like I said, it wasn't just a clear overnight transition. It was a journey. So let me take you through that. But that single most important question uh, is what do I actually need income wise to live off? because we never do the maths. So that's exactly the exercise I want you to do. In business, it's known as zero-based budgeting. So rather than working with a set budget that you're giving month after month, year after year, uh, and just trying to spend it all, which actually, by the way, is one of the reasons you see a lot of road and pavement repairs towards the end of the financial year, because councils are trying to spend the budgets they've got. not a great way to work, right? But that's how uh, for many of them they've worked. But actually I came um, from Essex County Council and in some of the departments they were working from a zero-based budgeting so that they weren't going to always get the budgets they'd always had. Uh, we went through uh, recessions and all of that stuff going on. So actually we had less money going around. So we had to go from a zero-based budgeting. So instead of doing that, you list all your outgoings. 
So that's the must paid bills, you know, either your mortgage, your rent, gas, electricity, water, your food, your mobile phones, all of those must, 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 must have the broadband, all of that. Uh, And essentially where you want to start looking is your direct debit list from your bank account and making sure you just start adding all of those up. So list them all out, start them up. But look, I really want to make this as easy and as simple as possible. I'm all about leverage after all. And we have got our uh, simple personal budget spreadsheet and I'm going to upload it into the Leverage Lifestyle Online Community page so you can access that, download it and start using it. Uh, Because I really want you to know what that figure is for you and you can see exactly what you're spending and exactly what you need to be bringing in. Now, look, I do know I was in a really fortunate position to be sharing the bills with my then fiance, Stephen, my now husband, like I said. And so we worked out that rather than the £2,000 I thought I needed, it was actually only 500. So just uh, one quarter of what I had previously been bringing in was actually what I needed to bring in to get all the bills paid and have, yes, a little bit extra, you know, to have the odd meal out and things like that. We weren't completely scrimping, but what we did do is actually look at what we didn't really need, these little mini luxuries that we really didn't need and they weren't adding to our our life and to our day-to-day. So this actually forms the first of the four T's I learned from a great audiobook called The Four Laws of Financial Prosperity. Uh, I'm going to make sure there's a link in the show notes for that. The first T is track. So tracking your spending, what's going in and out of your account, and most importantly, the, the stuff that needs to go out the stuff that you need to be spending on, uh, the things that you need to live off of. The next T we implemented straight away is called trim. So I remember we were on a very expensive uh, Virgin TV package at the time and straight away we got rid of that. Uh, What we did is actually replace it with a freeview box that was the cost or we invested, should I say, because it was less than the price of two months of the Virgin TV package and then we were gonna have it free TV essentially. Now, not that we watched loads, Um, But it's nice to have that in the background when you just want to chill out and have some downtime, of course. But it meant that we had reduced our monthly outgoings by £60, just like that. So you can do this too. Find all of those kind of subscriptions, those little luxuries. Maybe it's you're finding you're having a cost route every day. And I was thinking about this as well. All the costs that are also associated with you going to work. So maybe that's the car park, the petrol, the train travel, the the bus pass. Uh, You're paying out for lunch every single day. You're going to get coffee every single day, maybe multiple times a day. And actually, you might start realising that going to work is actually costing you a lot of money as well. Um, So what I don't want you to do is feel like you're really scrimping, but actually just cutting back in the short term so that you get longer term rewards. So a bit of sacrifice in the short term, but for longer term rewards and gain. So like I said, when we got to this £500 figure, it meant the position I was in, and again, it's probably something to cover in another episode, I'd actually put out there about a year and a half to two years earlier that I was going to be leaving my, my main job, my main job at Essex County Council in the summer of 2013. Now, funny enough, in the summer of 2013, a review came along and many positions were up for redundancy and we could apply for voluntary redundancy. And by that point in time, I had actually really not not had any interest in my role at all. I probably wasn't doing it that well because actually what I was trying to do was look on right moves, speak to agents, try and get my property business moving. And so I probably wasn't giving my day job as much attention as I probably should have been. 
And so I was actually kind of scared that if I'd applied for my job again, I probably wouldn't have got it. Um, But that was probably a good thing because it meant that now I had this £500 figure, I'd done that work previously, voluntary redundancy came up in the summer of 2013 and I applied for voluntary redundancy and I got granted it. And so on the 1st of November 2013, I left my job. I had um, less than a thousand pounds per year for the five years I had worked there as my redundancy package. So nothing to write home about. And actually we were getting, we got married in the September. So a lot of the wedding costs had actually gone on credit cards at the time. And so mainly my redundancy package went on to pay off some of those debts from the wedding. So it wasn't really like I had that as a fallback. So what I had done instead is kept my job at the theatre uh, duty managing. I'd kept my dance teacher job and also I found myself another part-time dance teacher job because that was actually something I loved to do. I also knew it was going to make me my fortune but it was a nice thing to do. It meant I had loads of time now to invest into my property business, to start going around, searching properties, going on right move because actually when I was working it was mainly outside of kind of office hours so when I was working in the evenings and weekends it wasn't impeding on me going to view properties and doing everything else that I needed to do to grow the property business so I now was earning uh, around on average 500 pounds per month which I needed to and I ended up having most of my week free to now go and build my property business so that's what I mean about transitioning and I wasn't necessarily coming straight out and expecting my business to pay all of my living expenses straight away it meant that as soon as I started earning any money from my property business it was a bonus straight away and one of the things I did was actually invest in a HMO and a flip and it meant I didn't have to uh, see the money back from the flip straight away it was I knew it was going to take around six months at least and also the HMO gave me time to build it up uh, get the tenants in there and it meant again I didn't have to rely on that for my income straight away but it also meant it meant as soon as I had my HMO up and running that actually the income I got from that HMO instantly was way more than my 500 pounds I've been living off anyway so I had money to kind of spare and that is the great position to be in as well that actually you don't have to have your business providing you with everything you need straight away now if only I'd taken the time because look for too long I had been educating myself in property for nearly two years by this point, by the time I actually uh, gave up my job at Essex County Council. And no one had pointed this out to me, that actually work out how much you need to be able to um, potentially quit my day job. Because I was lucky, voluntary redundancy kind of came to me and it gave me that kick up the butt that I needed to get out of my job and to get working on my business and put more hours into my business. But if someone had only told me that I only needed £500 a month uh, to live off or to just tell me to do the exercise, that actually I might have quit my day job sooner. It was a job that caused me a lot of unfortunately mental ill health, which then infected on my physical health as well. And I just wish I'd got out sooner um, if only I'd taken the time to stop and do the maths. So I really want to encourage you all to do this exercise. And like I said, not just for your personal life, but think about doing this in your business. After all, it's a business exercise, usually doing the zero based budgeting accounting. But apply it in your personal life if you're looking to find that amount, that number that you need to feel confident to be able to leave your uh, day job or to maybe go down to part time hours or to take up a smaller part time role so that you can work more hours on the business that you want to make your kind of full time business. And like I said, I don't even work full time in my business anymore. But again, that's what 
Leverage Lifestyle was all about, giving you those tools so that you can be building your business again in the part-time hours and not have to work, you know, 40 plus hours a week. But as I say, when you're first building your business, you probably do want to put in the time, the effort in, put the groundwork in and then get to the leveraged lifestyle that you want. And using all the tools and techniques that I've already gone through in many of the episodes already to leverage people, uh, leverage VAs, to leverage outsourcers who can do some of those roles um, while you're still uh, maybe working your redundancy notice whilst you're still working uh, full time if you need that income. Because look, I appreciate I had Stephen there to be able to uh, have our combined incomes. But this exercise still applies even if you're working and building your business on your own, even if you don't have a partner to share the bills with. This exercise still applies because Again, you're probably going to be really surprised about actually how much you can live off of and how much you actually need to get by day to day and then to be able to build your business. Because like I said, it's about short term sacrifices for longer term rewards and gains. So this is something I know uh, Stephen encourages all his mentees and clients within the business um, SOS membership program to do to go through in their business. But like I said, I really want to encourage you to do it on both sides of things whether you've made that transition into running your own business. So do it in your business side of things and uh, look at all the business costs and expenses that are going out because actually uh, it's going to bring more money into your bottom line than if you were just to make more sales because actually there's a cost to making more sales and trying to get increased profit. Whereas actually if you're making savings, that's back on your bottom line straight away. Uh, And again, if you're doing this in your personal life because you've realised One, maybe you've just got yourself into too many commitments and you're realising actually you're spending out way more than you need to. And you do want to have that extra holiday each year and you can sacrifice that odd Costa or Starbucks or Cafe Nero a day and you can have one just as a treat once a week or once a month. And actually it's not going to affect your enjoyment of life but those things really do start adding up so start tracking and then trimming and I'm going to go through the final two of the four t's from that um, great audiobook I mentioned the four laws of financial prosperity in later episodes but this episode has all been about okay once you figure that out hopefully you should now know that single most important number for you to answer the question for yourself what is that figure you need to be able to transition and quit from the day job into uh, your business I say full time, but we're all about the leveraged lifestyle here. So again, I want you to be considering that once you've done your business full time for a certain amount of time to get it started, we're going to go back to part time and making sure you have time for the most important things in your life as well. After all, that's the exact reason I got into business. So I could choose my hours so I could be not at the whim of redundancies because, hey, they were (laughs) pretty much every year of those five years I was at Essex County Council, there were some sort of redundancies going on. So the fact that I was then in control of the income I was making, if I wanted to work a bit harder one month to increase the revenues and increase the profits, then I could. If I wanted to tweak where I could make savings so that my revenues could um, stay the same, but my profits increase, again, that's in my control now. Uh, And that's what I think business should be about. You being in control, you being able to create a leveraged lifestyle, you've been able to create the lifestyle that you want. And whether that means that you love working your business 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week, that's fine. As long as you've got balance and you're living the lifestyle you want, up to you. That's what this is all about. And that's why I always say, uh, and that's why it says at the beginning of every single episode of Leveraged Lifestyle, whatever a leveraged lifestyle looks like for you. I'm not here to dictate it. I'm just here to help you create it.
So I hope this episode has been useful. Go and do that exercise. As I say, we'll make sure our simple budget spreadsheet is in the Leverage Lifestyle online community. If you're not already a member, why not? Make sure you're in there on the uh, Facebook page uh, and make sure you come and join. I'll add you in and you can find it nice and easily at bit.ly forward slash L-L-O-C-F-B group. And um, I really want to see more of you in there. It means that you can contribute, can ask questions. It means that you can get episodes like this created. So I know Diego and John and Miriam, uh, they were all asking questions that I was going to then put to these lovely businesswomen that are coming up on the podcast in the next few weeks. And it helped inspire this episode. So thank you to all of you who contributed to this episode and to my upcoming episodes with my uh, fabulous businesswomen that you're going to be hearing from shortly. I cannot wait to bring you those episodes. It's going to be lots of fun. But as I always say, there is no better time than now to start creating your leveraged lifestyle. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see you for the next one. Take care, bye.